I don't hate it. One mom told me this past week when we were talking about the coronavirus. Another parent said, I'm actually getting used to it. Outside of a whole lot of Zoom calls, we're getting into the rhythm of things. Well, that's one perspective of COVID-19, the coronavirus, and how it's impacting families. And maybe you can relate to that. Or, and just as valid, maybe this has been a real sucker punch. Maybe this has been the most difficult time that your family has ever faced. Maybe you're single, you live alone, and having to stay at home is just crushing. I don't know where you are, I don't know your perspective, but I know that it's okay to talk about the coronavirus, and I know that when we talk about prayer, it's something that can really help and make a difference in this time of lockdown in the age of the coronavirus. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm Mike, and thanks for listening to Pausing for a Prayer. Saints, sinners, and everyone in between. So this is the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with people as they pray. We've already met Robbie Miles in episode two, and later on in April, you'll meet some other incredible people and see how they pray. Today, though, it's just me and you, and that's a good thing. Today's April 10th, 2020, Good Friday. What better day to slow it all down and get real, get real with God and even with one another. I want to talk to you today about something that's a bit of the elephant in the room during the lockdown due to the coronavirus. It's a topic of normalcy in everyday life, and I want to share with you three strategies that I think could unite prayer to our general angst over this topic. First, let's look at some of the facts. In terms of states with stay-at-home restrictions, as of about a week ago, two in three Americans were being told to stay at home unless absolutely necessary. I mean, we can go out for groceries or go to the bank or fill up the car with gas or go to work if we have to, if we can't work from home. But other than that, we really ought to stay at home. I drove by my local grocery store the other day, and it was weird, unsettling. There was a line of people all standing six to ten feet apart waiting to get into the grocery store, and they had masks on. And there was something about that that felt odd. I know other parts of the country are very used to this, but here in the States, we're not. We either see a mask and we think you're a bad guy, or you're sick, or you're hiding something, and none of those three are particularly attractive (laughs) options. It's unsettling. How about colleges? Almost every college that I know has shifted all their learning to online. Folks, think about this for a second. Higher education in the United States is a $600 billion industry. That's right, with a B. And it's now almost all online. Now that's unsettling. Elementary schools, high schools, online. Church attendance, yep, online. Grocery stores, online, but if you're like my family, you have to wait. You have to check other grocery stores. It seems like they can't handle what used to be probably 10% of their business was online. Now it's flipped to maybe 90% of their business online. Again, it's unsettling when you don't know where your groceries are going to come from or if you have to wait a week or two. That generally creates some stress. Nothing's normal right now. Would you agree with that? And yet, and here's the weird thing, 
I've talked to a couple people in the last week who said they actually are getting used to things right now. As I said in the beginning, one mom told me, I don't hate it. I kind of like it. I've never had more time with my kids. Now, let me say one other thing before I go any further. And I really mean this. In no way do I want to minimize the impact of the coronavirus on everyday life. I really don't. If I was out of work or if I had the coronavirus, I wouldn't be positive at all about the impacts. A bit of compassion and empathy should guide my conversation, your conversation, really all of us, when we're talking about any positive impacts of the current situation. And yet, it is okay to state the obvious. Parents do have more time with their kids now than ever before. People do have more time for reading, praying, and thinking. The home has never been more important than it is right now. And a slower pace may be a breath of fresh air for a lot of us. So you might be thinking, well, I don't want to get back to normal. Maybe this quasi-monastic way of life, maybe it's not so bad after all. I know I've certainly thought that. It's okay to think these things. And it's not like we want to create a false dualism here. Before was bad, hectic, frenetic, frayed, and now is good, slow, simple, etc. Both normals have some good and some bad aspects. It's here that I want to mention an obscure Boston Vincentian priest named Father Thomas Judge. He died in 1933, but before then, he founded an order of priests, brothers, and sisters, and even an association of the lay faithful. Father Judge often talked about, quote, the providence of your everyday life. In other words, embrace what you have, because to some degree, it's from God. This is the providence of your everyday life. These weird days are part of the providence of your everyday life. So how might prayer help with this new normalcy? I'd like to suggest three ways. As I was thinking and praying this morning, um, these are the things that came to my mind. So I hope that they're helpful. Number one, when you're frustrated by some limitation in your everyday life, take a breath and remember that God is right there. As you have to wait to get into the grocery store, envision God holding the cart with you. Number two, when you get anxious by something you see, remember that God loves each person involved in that situation. That person with the face mask that makes you anxious, child of God. That terse individual on the other end of the phone, child of God. That annoying kid that's not washing their hands and might be related to you, child of God. (laughs) By acknowledging the truth of another person as the child of God, the beloved son or daughter of the Father. Your anxiety is going to go down a little bit, and you're going to be reminded that they're struggling just like you. Third, finally, a reminder to start every day with some devotional time. This is blocking and tackling stuff. This is the meat and potatoes work of being a Christian. Tell God how you're feeling related to the coronavirus. Think of your day ahead of you. Whether you have a lot or a little to do, what's on your plate? How do you feel about it? Talk with God about your anxiety and maybe your contentment with the current situation. If it's important to you, folks, it's something that God wants to hear more about. It's just the truth. We're in this together. And remember, we're going to get through this. In days like these, prayer might be the most important thing you can do. And I hope that these thoughts today have really made a difference. Before I sign off, can I ask for one favor? If you're finding these podcasts helpful, and I know a lot of you are because you've dropped me a note, thanks for that. 
two things. First of all, please be praying for me, for my family, for my work, and know that I am praying for you, even though I don't know who you are and where you're listening to this. And second, subscribe to this podcast, share it with somebody else, and especially somebody who could use a word of encouragement. Maybe you might text this episode to them or share it with them via email. We can help each other during this time. And this podcast actually can be a way that you can help someone else. All right. It's Good Friday. Those are my thoughts for today. I hope you have an incredible day. Make sure you take some time for silence, some alone time with the Lord. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the Holy Triduum, an incredible Easter. May God bless you, and I'll talk to you next time. 